Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. In today's episode, we are talking about relationships. Alice is together with her boyfriend for five years, yet they are still not engaged and it doesn't really look like he would like to have a family soon. So what shall she do? Should she give him an ultimatum? Or maybe there is another way to approach this problem. What if I told you that there might be actually five different options? If you want to know them, then well, stay tuned! Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and we are back with you on yet another Tuesday with yet another life challenge and this is a a psychotic edition of our podcast because we are recording this intro like how many times did we try it already? The thing is that this challenge is a really valid one and Anna has actually come up with a freaking good exercise. Oh, thank you. However, we have tried to record it yesterday. Mm-hmm. We have also done that this morning and now in the afternoon. And we cannot just, you know, kind of like make it through. But we are not giving up. No, not that easy. No. And we are trying again. Well, okay. Uh, but we have a challenge. And as you already could notice, we have, we think we have a really, really great way of solving it. So Marta will first present the challenge, meaning she will read it, and then we will discuss the five options. That was psychotic, wasn't it? It was a bit psychotic, but here comes the challenge. I am in a five years long relationship with my boyfriend, and we are living together for three and a half years. We are both a bit over 30, and we have had a good relationship so far. Although I feel like I'm the mature one, I always take care of our vacation and organize other things. He, on the other hand, never seems to have enough money and is mainly into playing football, which is his passion. I am ready to bring the relationship to the next level and have a family. So lately I've talked to him about getting engaged, having a child and maybe buying a house. Currently we are renting. Although he always said he wants to have children, he doesn't have any initiative. There is only talk and no action. He also doesn't seem to hurry to propose. He gives me excuses like, I want to do it in front of your family. And about the house. He said he will talk with landlord regarding the possibilities, but haven't done it yet. And it's been weeks since he said he'll do it. And did I mention that he has no savings? So the conversation didn't go so well. I got frustrated and stopped talking to him. And now he is upset with me for that. I told him that when he will finally figure out what is his plan for life, he should let me know. I don't want to press him for engagement as he will most probably point it out till the rest of our lives that I forced him to get married with me. But then again, I don't want to wait any longer. I thought we were a good couple. People always said he seemed to be so in love with me. But lately, I don't feel it's the same anymore. For example, 
I don't remember when was the last time I've received flowers or a little gift from him. So now I'm waiting for him to make up his mind. But honestly, if he's not on the same page with me soon, I'm ready to end this relationship, even if I don't want to. Do you have any advice for me in this situation? So, Marta, do we have any advice for our lovely Alice? Because this is the name we have given to to our uh, anonymous friend. Do we have any advice for Alice? What do you think? We do have quite some advice for you, Alice. Yes. We have five options for you. Like always, surprise, surprise. So, we hope that you will take them to your heart and really follow especially the first exercise that will help you to move on to the next options yeah and to choose the right one for you but before we start i i would just like to give a very short recap and um, let's say my own reflection on it on it so alice you are in a relationship for five years with uh, your boyfriend and you feel like now it's the time to tie the knot to actually go a level up and this is something that I think we see quite often that you know after some time when couple is together one side usually the girl would like to go a little bit forward and from what I can sense your question is uh, yeah how to get there what to do I want to get engaged and get married and I'm not sure if he wants to so what I would like you to do is to shift your perception a little bit and from the question how do I get him to propose I would like you to answer a question why do I want to get married with him in the first place why him and why do I even want this marriage and why I'm asking you I'm asking you because also in your challenge description you have pointed out a couple of things that are not working like for instance you have a feeling that you are the mature one you have a feeling that you are the one who wants to go forward that uh, you would like to have stability and he is into his passion which is football and so on so on that he's not romantic so it looks like there is several things that you actually don't like and yet your question is how do I get him to propose to me so uh, I would like to yeah shift your attention and first ask you a question why do you want to get married with him in the first place yeah you have mentioned that your relationship has been good so far Mm -hmm. but recently it seems that there are some things that are not working for you so well so it's a very valid question for you to think about why do you want to get married and maybe solving those issues uh, first would be a good idea yeah especially that my very wise friend who sits next to me Marta she once have said to me and this is so so true all the things that you have not worked out before the marriage they will probably just hit you double after you are getting married so if there are any issues or any stuff you have with your boyfriend or any complaints somehow I don't know what happens but when you get married they just like multiply they make a little baby issues I don't know how to say it so I think it's just there will always be issues sometimes there will be small issues sometimes there will be big issues I think it's very much about how good are you in solving issues in general yeah exactly and one of the options will be definitely focused on solving the issues but Alice we I will tell you now what five options we have for you but just 
for you. Please first try to figure out why do you want to get married and why do you want to get married with him. And those should be reasons more valid than because we are together for five years and it's time. Or because, I, I don't know, I think that this is where I want to be right now. You really would have to dig in yourself and answer the question, why do I want to marry this man? Why do I need this proposal so badly? But let's get to the options. First option that we would like to propose to you is to answer yourself a question, what is my perfect relationship? And that option will be the starting point to make a decision because option number two is to work on your issues. Option number three is to take a break. Option number four is to put a ring on it. And option number five is to, sorry to say that, but leave him. So here are the options and in order to choose from, from those options, you would have to make yourself a, an exercise, a journey into yourself and first to really figure out what is your perfect relationship looking like? What do you really want in your perfect relationship? Yes, and Anna has prepared an exercise that will tell you how to get there, how to help yourself figure this out. So option number one is to uh, figure out what you really want from a relationship. And I think that it might sound really funny for many of us. It's like, what do you mean what I want from a relationship? I know what I want from a relationship. But Marta, do you think that we really know what we want from a relationship most of the time? I think we don't approach it in this holistic way. Mm -hmm. To really think in a way that you have prepared it today in a way like, what do I have to offer? What is it that I really want? Which are the things that I can accept and which are the things I cannot accept? We come to it like, you know, I want to be loved. I want to have good sex. I want to have stability. All so, the valid points, by the way. Yeah, we, we, we think about some points, of course, but we don't have this holistic approach into, you know, into having a good idea idea of the whole package that we yeah. want to have. I totally agree and from my own personal experience I think that many times we just tend to fall in love with someone. We start to be with that person. Everything is perfect at the beginning because we have our pink glasses on and only after some time we realize that some things they don't fit and in my personal case that was because I never really truly answer myself a question what do I really want from a relationship and what my perfect relationship... Relationship? <laughs> I'm sorry. Relationship, not the relationship. I would like to say that I know for a fact what my perfect relationship looks like. I have experienced some. So this exercise, it's not something I would recommend here. This is so amazing. <laughs> you can be in a relationship or a relationship. Alice, so basically the question is, do you want to be in a relationship or relationship? That's Whoa, amazing. That's am oh my God, I have to copyright that. Oh yeah, we're so smart and funny. Okay, but this specific exercise, it's not about defining the relationship. It's about defining a relationship, a perfect relationship. So what we would like you to do is to take a piece of paper, a big one or a notebook and make this exercise. And now one disclaimer, it doesn't mean that you will do it in five minutes. 
sometimes you need to do this exercise in a couple of days or even in a couple of weeks it depends i did the same for myself and it took me a while so now we will just tell you how it should look like but it might be a process for you so if you would have your piece of paper or or your notebook then we would like you to create five columns and in column number one we would like you to write what do you have to offer what do you love about yourself what are the good fantastic qualities that you could bring in a relationship towards someone else so actually first we would like you to focus on you i think it can be misunderstood because Many people in our times focus a lot on themselves and it's like, if it doesn't work for me, I'm just going to leave it. It's not in that sense, guys. No, no. It's really about into looking into yourself as a person that has a lot of good qualities that you can bring into a relationship. Yes, and not a relationship. For instance, if you can write many things, we don't know what kind of person you are and everyone has some sort of qualities, but you could write I'm funny or uh, I'm caring or I'm loyal or I'm family oriented or I'm adventurous, uh, I'm a great cook, whatever that is and it can be a lot of points, but what are the things that you, you personally have to offer to someone else? And then we would like you to uh, write in a second column, what do I want from a perfect relationship? And here I would just like to say that uh, please don't hold yourself down, just write everything that comes to your mind because uh, we will afterwards work on the priorities, but just everything that comes to your mind. So for instance, uh, I want uh, us to laugh. I want us to have a great sex. I want us to have a big family. I want us to have a house together. I want us to be best friends. I want us to communicate openly. Whatever are your needs or whatever you would like to feel in your perfect relationship, this is the place where you should write it. And if it's a lot, that it's fine. It, it, it's just that you have everything out on a paper and then, and then you can see all of those qualities. And then in the third column, I would like you to note down to each of those things that you have uh, written in the column with what do I want from a perfect relationship. I would like you to uh, put a priority on it, meaning what are the things that are really important for you and if you wouldn't have them, they would be your deal breakers. What are the things that are uh, quite important? What are the things that are nice to have? So in this way, you will be able to see what is truly those things that you really would like to have in the relationship and what are the things that maybe it would be cool to have, but not necessarily. And now we are coming back to the last column. And this column is uh, my partner. So what we pretty much are asking you to do here is to compare all the things you have written down in column number two, meaning all the things you want from a perfect relationship and compare them with the guy that you are with right now. So basically, if for instance, you want to have a financial stability in your relationship and that's important for you, and you write down, okay, my boyfriend is broke and he doesn't have any savings. You can see there is a gap here. 
if you for instance wrote down that you would like to have someone with whom you can spend a really nice time and laugh and he's funny then perfect it's a match but to every single thing that you have written down on a site of my perfect relationship you simply compare that with what you have right now and then you are pretty much ready to see how your current relationship respond to your perfect relationship. I can tell you how this exercise worked for me. I didn't do specifically this exercise in five columns. I have though looked into several of those things and I am for example not so good into looking into what I bring to the relationship. I in general for many years have had an issue to be able to see any good things in me whatsoever, uh, but I've had a pretty good idea of what do I want from a relationship. Somehow when I was very young, I was already able to say in a very precise way, what are my priorities in a relationship? And I knew that the trust, the loyalty, the friendship, the sex, I knew precisely what I wanted from a relationship and how my perfect relationship should look like. And then I have found a guy who was responding to those needs in a very good way. However, when we got married, after a while, I found myself concentrating quite a lot on something that he didn't have. So I was for a while very much hung up on that my husband is not really very much into fixing things at home. However, there was this vision in my head that a man is supposed to be able to fix everything in the house, he should do it proactively and so on. But my husband comes from a completely different culture and he was never really into those handy things. And I found myself at a certain point in our relationship pretty upset with this, you know, thing that was missing. And then after a while, I did this kind of exercise for myself, the part of this exercise, where I looked into what it is that I really want from a relationship. And someone to be a handyman was very low on that list <laughs> when I started to prioritize. So that's not a deal breaker for you, Marta? Definitely not. It could be a deal breaker for someone else. What I wanted to say is that we tend to concentrate on the things that we are missing, on the scarcity instead of abundance. When I did this exercise and I found out that my husband gives me everything that I need in reality and deeply in a relationship, I was even like, whoa, girl, you're crazy? Are you really you know, getting upset and pissed off and so on because of stupid things like, I don't know, hanging a painting on the wall when you have a loving, caring, loyal husband. And I was like, at some point, I started to be ready to take responsibility for what I want. And if it's so important for me that those paintings hang on the wall, well, I could learn to do it myself. I started to see this is important for me. It doesn't have to be important for him. And I can do it by myself. I could pay someone to do it. It's not really, I can't really pay someone to be my loyal, loving husband, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's really about taking this responsibility, ownership for your own expectations, for your own needs and really evaluating and assessing for yourself what is it that you really and truly need 
in a relationship and what is it that your husband or future husband can offer yeah exactly i think this is a fantastic uh, example regarding the deal breakers because sometimes the things that we are hang up on i really love what you have said marta that we tend to focus on scarcity rather than abundance was it like this Mm mm-hmm Yes, that, that's really, really uh, wise thing to say because uh, we can get hung up on some things that in the end of the day are not really that relevant. I had an issue with a totally different thing in my life. Uh, I, for instance, never have made the list like this. Yes. Well, actually, I just made it for the first time really recently, like a couple of months ago. Uh, but before, I didn't even had it really well defined Uh, what is my perfect relationship, how I would like to be in a relationship, what I would like to do with my partner. And the thing is that many times I was, uh, not many times, it's not like I have so many partners, Uh, not not at all, but uh, in most of cases, there were some things that I really totally loved about uh, being in a relationship with someone, like sense of humor or I don't know that we are crazy about each other and so on. But there were some things that were truly important for me and on the longer run, they would be the deal breakers, but I chose to neglect it. For instance, stability, commitment or or something like this. I had, let's say, some partners that were not able to fully commit to me and I was overlooking it because I was looking at other things that were cool and nice, but the actual deal breaker uh, was there and I was neglecting it until the very moment and the relationship was falling apart. I also know people who, for instance, are in a relationships And for instance, they expect that someone will uh, become a family person, even if that person is not a family person. So for instance, if your deal breaker is, I really want to be in a relationship with someone where I can have a big family. And your boyfriend, let's say, well, we don't know exactly how it is, Alice, because you mentioned that he talks about children. But let's say you are, uh, he, he doesn't really want to have kids and you really want to have kids. That's a huge deal breaker. You know, just right there, you see that this is something that probably would break your relationship in the future. But many times we hang on with some people hoping that they will change or that we can change them. And I think people can change, but I don't think that we can change people. I also wanted to mention one thing. We are not very good as human beings in truly loving and accepting a person for who they really are. We are not good for doing that for ourselves. We are not very good with loving and accepting ourselves the way we are. And we are not very good with doing that for our partners. If we can't see the person for whom they really are and to love them as they are and always expect for them to change and to satisfy our needs, We are just simply setting ourselves for a constant disappointment. Yeah, that's totally true, my God. Because people, they can't live up to our expectations because we have a certain vision in our head Mm -hmm. about people. And they are separate human beings who have their own vision and they can only change truly for themselves, not for us. And I think this is just human, but this is something that I have started to think about for the last few years a lot. And we really 
of course, are very different. Some of us think that, oh, I am so awesome and just don't accept a lot in our partners. There are the opposite ones. We don't let ourselves accept ourselves and think that the partner is so amazing. Mm -hmm. So it comes in different, you know, flavors the way it is. But in general, we as humans are not so good in fully accepting, embracing and loving ourselves and other humans as they are and try to be together because when we are together it's awesome Mm -hmm. not because we are codependent not because we are jealous not because we are expecting stuff from each Mm -hmm. other and so on it's not that easy it's not something that we can shift in our head like a click a button and it will uh, suddenly be there but this is certainly something we can learn and live towards and that's something that I have been you know striving for yeah actually Marta you know you really touched my heart with your speech actually at one point of time you looked like a preacher and you had all this kind of it it's really really so wise what you have just said amen fist bump and especially that uh, lack of ability of loving someone fully and unconditionally the way that person is. But I think we will also come back to this in other options because uh, what just comes to my mind that many times we, uh, instead of just embracing a person, we have our own idea or vision and we are trying to mold or shape that person into our idea instead of just accepting the person as it is. But this exercise at this point is supposed to show you what you truly want from a relationship from a perfect relationship it is supposed to help you to also discover what is your deal breaker meaning what are the must-haves for you non-negotiables what are the nice to haves and so on and also to relate to your current relationship and compare between what is your perfect relationship and what is your current relationship And in option number two, which we called very straightforward work on your issues, we would like you to add or fill in the last column of your uh, your, uh, exercise, which is areas to work on. And now, of course, you know, the first thing that comes to your my mind is that you might misunderstand it like, okay, so I have written 35 things that I want in my perfect relationship. And then I realize that my partner is not having 15 of them. So now I will just give him a list and I will say, okay, now you work on it. Because, you know, this is what I'm missing in my perfect relationship. This is Totally not what we mean, I would like to say, because I think the first thing that you really have to understand, and this is what Marta already said, your partner should not change for you. And I have seen situations where people are trying to change for another person. But if you are changing for another person because you, for instance, want want to keep the relationship alive, it, you are kind of doomed to fail because that will be always uh, like enforced change or short-term change. The change always have to come from you, that you really want to. You really want to become a different person or change some stuff about yourself. And this is the change that can really stick. So it's not about giving him a list of points where he is missing some stuff and tell him to work on it. But it's about thinking... Uh, on uh, 
about several things. How can you both work on several things? Are there things that you can change? And what are your areas to improve? Because one of the things that we are also not very good in is to take responsibility for our relationships and for the way they are. So for instance, you could say, you, you gave an example that you always organize everything for both of you, like vacation and other things. And uh, my first idea was, um, maybe it's that you always come with this initiative and you are always, because I, I know a couple of people in my life that, for instance, don't trust their partners and they, I will do it better than you. Okay, I will just do it because I don't trust that he will do it the right way. And maybe somewhere on the way, uh, you took over too much of a control and uh, he got used to the fact that you are arranging everything and he just doesn't even try. That is, of course, an assumption, but I have seen it in other relationships. Yeah, I think often uh, when people are very good at organizing and very proactive, they can really kill that spirit completely unconsciously in other people. It doesn't even have to be in a relationship. It can also be in a work environment. But if in a relationship at some point, for example, he has tried to organize something and you really criticized him, maybe, or you were really unsatisfied, you disliked what he organized or something, you may have accidentally killed that spirit in him. We don't know if that's the case. It's just an idea to take ownership and responsibility that in some way, in one way or another, you may have been responsible at least 50% for <laughs> him not being proactive on that part of your relationship. Yeah, I, I think that this is really important to look into that kind of things like, uh, okay, he's behaving in this way. Was there something that I could have potentially done to encourage that behavior. One of the things that I uh, also hear from some of my friends is that I want to have an open communication in my relationship. I really want us to talk about everything and be honest with each other and to communicate better. And then I ask, okay, and how are, how are your uh, communication skills? Like, do you talk with your boyfriend about everything? Do you open up to him? And then the answer is, uh, well, not really. So here, for instance, you have a situation, this is another other example, when people expect other people to open up to them without them opening up to their partner. And this is actually uh, many times a gap on both sides. And it's really, really important to see where do I have this responsibility and what things I can change in myself? I really love this quote that I've heard some time ago. Be the person you want to be with. So if you want to be your partner's best friend, you have to try to also be best friends toward him. If you want your partner to communicate with you, you have to communicate with him. It's not just one-way street. I think that this is really important. So you will most likely find different types of issues. There will be some issues that you may be able to take responsibility for and you may be able to take over them yourself and solve them for yourself because you will notice that they are important for you and you can do it yourself. There will be issues where you will discover that your partner would actually like to change himself 
And that's great. This is where you can start working with it together. He may not have found yet the way to change. I don't know if you have tried yourself to change yourself. It's actually quite a big process. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not <laughs> that exactly. easy to change. I think that's the worst thing. Not, sorry, that's the most difficult thing ever to change yourself. And it's so difficult for us to change ourselves than think about how successful you are at trying to change someone else. So, yeah, your boyfriend may want to change something in himself. He may not have been successful yet, but you can work towards this goal together. You can support each other on changing some of the issues in your relationship, like, for example, communication. That's a very good example where normally both parties have to work on towards the same goal. There will, however, also be issues that will be issues only for you. And he may be happy with being a certain type of person, having certain type of qualities. And that will be this point where you will have to answer to yourself, can I take it or will I have to leave it? So you also have to be open to certain qualities in your partner that may potentially be annoying or you may not like so much that he, for example, loves about himself and doesn't want to change. And then are you ready to accept him and love him for who he is? Yeah, that is so, so true. And I think that this all comes down to all those things that you marked as your deal breakers. So for instance, if because it doesn't even have to be the quality or the personality trait of your partner, it can also be a value that he has. So for instance, he doesn't really care about having a family. And he says, listen, I'm fine with it. I don't, maybe I could have children, but I don't really feel like or whatsoever and you want someone who's on the same page who wants to have a big family this is nothing you can change in him he might change that by himself within years but that is not something that you can influence or change that's the part of who he is and if you have it as your deal breaker then most probably this is a strong indication for you that there might be, be some things that you you won't be able to, uh, to work on. But it's very important that you communicate those deal breakers to him. And yeah, and very clearly. Not in a way that, you know, that you throw it into his face, but always do these kind of things in an honest and compassionate conversation in very good conditions, not during a fight where you throw it at his face, but in a loving, compassionate conversation because you want to also give him an opportunity to come up <laughs> also straightforward to you in case it's also something he would like to change. Exactly. And I think that we are many times dancing between two extremes. Either we are suddenly just bursting out with some sort of like ultimatum or we are so toe-tipping, tiptoeing, Marta? Tiptoeing, I think. Tiptoeing, yeah. yes. Well, actually, I just said toe-tipping. So, yeah, that's not such a yes for me. Okay tiptoeing about the things that we really want because we are afraid to 
destroy the relationship. So for instance, if I know that I will say I want to have a child, my partner might say I don't want to have children and this will be over. So many times we are also unable to express our own needs or our own deal breakers because we are afraid that the relationship will fall apart or we will come up as very needy. I think what Marta have said, honest and uh, and very loving and open conversation without saying like this is what you have to do but more like this is who I am and this is what I need and I need to be honest with you and I need to tell you that those are important things for me so I think that this is uh, this is definitely uh, the key here and I am fully aware that this entire exercise and both of those options, meaning realizing what you really want in a relationship and then working on those issues, either individually or together, can be really overwhelming because you might just really discover a lot of things that you have never seen. That's why we also have an option number three, which is take a break. Yeah, it may sometimes be a really good idea to take a break. If you are very confused, and if you have found out many things that you were not self-aware of and your partner also came with some things that really don't click but you still see a potential for this relationship, taking a break may be something really good for both of you. This list might be created overnight, of course, but you might contribute to this list over days or weeks and maybe when you are apart, you start to appreciate some things about him or he starts to appreciate things about you or you actually can look at the list and in a week you can realize that something that seemed to be such a huge deal for you to have is not so important anymore. I think also this time when you are uh, more by yourself and you have time to think about stuff can give you your inner understanding of the, the whole situation. And you might actually change some of the some of the priorities as well for yourself. Yes, and we often think about breaks as something, you know, leading for sure towards the end or it's an opportunity to see other people. It doesn't have to be this way. A break can be something where you both agree that this is a time to think about the future of the relationship. It doesn't mean that you have to open up to other opportunities. It doesn't have to be that it's just a preparation for a breakup. It can truly and honestly be a breathing space to figuring out what each one of you really want. Exactly. It's like, I think it's not actually such a stupid idea to have a time for yourself just before deciding upon such a huge things like engagement or marriage just to have everything, you know, put in your head in the right place. It would certainly be a good idea if you discover there are several issues that you need to work on, that you take this time and space and make sure that you want to and are committed to working on them. But let's say that, uh, well, uh, option number four, if you remember, was put a ring on it. And uh, here you might actually realize after making this exercise 
that you are in a quite a perfect relationship, that all the things that you might have been not happy about are not so important and you might actually feel like, yeah, that's the guy I really want to be with, then we have something interesting for you. Yeah, that's quite a spin because until now we were deeply into solving issues and it may be that uh, this option is uh, rather, you know, on the other extreme. So this is where you have realized this is really the guy I want to marry Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take ownership of that and I'm going to be the one who proposes. Yeah, exactly. So basically we are asking you to consider if you wouldn't like to propose to him. And I think that there is still like a huge cultural stigma on this idea but I also think that it's something truly for me fascinating because you actually really take a control over what you want in your life. When we were preparing for uh, that podcast and for solving this challenge we were discussing for example a possibility to give an ultimatum Mm -hmm. and we were like a, but putting ultimatum is like putting someone in a corner. Yeah, blackmail or... Yeah, it has kind of like really bad feeling about yeah. it. You know, like ultimatum is like, you know, putting things on the edge of a knife. I uh, Google time and stuff to find <laughs> out if that's the way we can say it. Edge of the knife, edge of the sword. Google time. However, if you look at it uh, from the other perspective, you figure out you love the guy, you want to marry him, he has not proposed yet and you are the one who is proposing to him. You are not really pushing him in the corner, you are not really blackmailing him, you are taking ownership for your feelings and for what you want in life and you are offering to him the most wonderful gift that you can offer your life and your love so it's like the opposite to an ultimatum Mm -hmm. of course you may receive an answer no or you may face a reaction that you don't want to face and it is not something easy for a girl yeah that's true but i think now that this is this this probably is not easy for guys neither jesus christ there is so much pressure on on them they always have to propose and they can never be like 100 sure if the girl will say yes Whoa, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah, but we don't want you to feel nerve-wracked on the other hand. What we wanted to say is, it's 2017. It's not completely unheard of anymore. Yeah. There are women who are proposing to men already now. It's it's already happening. It's Mm -hmm. not like you would be the first girl in the world that would do it. So that's an option for you to consider. Would you be that... Shiro, you know, like hero, Shiro, the Wonder Woman. Yeah, that can really take her life and happiness in her hands. If he hasn't proposed so far, maybe you can be the one. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty fantastic. I really think, especially Marta, when you describe it like this, I think it's totally empowering and it's way so much way better than the ultimatum because, and women are giving ultimatums all the time and I think actually proposing to a guy is way more honest and honorable solution than putting him to the wall and say, if we are not getting married soon, I will leave you because I want to be married. I think just going with that proposal, it's so way better. Don't you think? Yes. 
but it is we have to admit here that this is something that has to resonate with you yeah that's true it is one of the options you have several different options as always and of course you have to find that option that resonates with you and the one that you you know you feel that is the right one but that's one option to consider definitely but then we also have of course the last option which is option number five and that is leave him so it's basically at some point we were mentioning several times already take it or leave it yeah exactly so can you love him and can you be with him the way he is or you can't accept it you are not ready he's not really the one and then you may need to consider leaving him. Or for instance, uh, how willing is he to work together with you on the issues that you have identified? I think that we are saying, yeah, just, you know, ditch it, drop it, leave it or take it or whatever. I can fully understand how difficult it is. I uh, was married and I am also divorced and I know that decisions like this are not coming easy and I know that there is so many other circumstances around it. One of the things we actually mentioned in our previous podcast is the sunk cost theory. So you are with someone for already five years. You might have a feeling, Alice, that you have invested so much time already in this relationship. So you have a natural expectation that now it's time to get married because I just invested five years or you might feel like you are so much into being used to being with that person that you cannot really imagine life without that relationship even if you can clearly see that there are some things that are missing there might be a lot of reasons and we humans tend to sometimes stay in places where we are not supposed to stay because of a neglection of some stuff because of fear or, or whatsoever it's not an easy decision All I want to say that we are saying that it's out there and we are totally acknowledging that it is not easy. But if there are things on your list that you want in your perfect relationship and they are defined as those essential things or the deal breakers if you don't have them and your partner is simply not on a frequency of ever being there to fulfill it in some way, then I think it's very valid to consider ending that relationship. You have mentioned yourself that if he's not on the same page with you, you will uh, leave him even though you don't want to. So we can see that you yourself are quite ready to take the next step and you want a man who is ready to take that next step with you. And we hope that the first exercise has helped you to look into what the picture really is. Because we may think we know what we want from a relationship, but once we put them on paper in a written form and once we open up to taking some responsibility also for our own contribution to the issues and realizing that there are some things we can solve for ourselves things may change. Exactly. So Alice, I would really like you to the, take a look at the written uh, written option number one in two of your challenge and to see the example we have prepared for you on how this exercise could look like. We have also an example of a table or a 
things that you could put in uh, because I think it's it's really really powerful I know a couple of people who have used this or a similar exercise and they uh, just simply uh, rediscovered their themselves they rediscovered what they really want in a relationship and they were able to make changes within themselves and I think it's extremely powerful. And I think that this is something that we all should do for ourselves. Not only when we are in a relationships or when we are in front of a very important decision like marriage. But this is also a very good exercise for people who are single to get this indication of what they are looking for. What do they want? Because as I said, we tend to fall in love with people and then we tend to have relationships with them. And then we suddenly get this frustration and and uh, some kind of disappointment that they are not like we want them to be well yes but did we chose the right people to be with in the first place and maybe if we would be more grounded in what we really want we wouldn't have so many heartbreaks yeah we hear about those people who get into a relationship they are uh, really in love uh, as long as the pink glasses are working then they get disappointed they break up they get to another relationship and it works the same way because they never look into what they really want what are the issues and which issues do they actually need to solve themselves i have been in couple of relationships all of the guys I've been with are great guys, but they were not guys for me and I could not see it because I haven't done those exercises. And then when you might be in love with someone and uh, you have those pink glasses on, you tend to forget or you are not even aware of what you truly, really want. And I think I could save a lot of uh, heartbreak from both sides if I would be wiser and more um, defined on what I really want. So it's not, it doesn't mean that, you know, for instance, uh, I am a bad person or a guy I've been with is a bad person. It's about making that match, that two people are on the same page, they have the same expectations and the same values and so on. It seems so obvious and I know that so many of us are simply forgetting about this or are just neglecting this, this side of, of things and uh, ho hopeful and hopeless at the same time <laughs> thing is that it's a lifelong journey yeah we are developing all the time we are rediscovering things and discovering new things on our way and this probably is also a picture that will be changing for us yeah. on the way totally so it's very uh, worthwhile updating this uh, kind of exercise for yourself and in your relationship as a way the relationship that you have being the perfect relationship and working towards that perfect relationship all the time yeah exactly and just on a last side note my personal side note is that at least like this also helped me to to love myself a little bit more i'm pretty much grounded with what i want and actually that list also have showed me that the things i have to offer and they are pretty cool and i like to cultivate them and and also share them not only in a relationship but also in friendships it's like th this list helped me so much in so many things that grounded me and taught me to appreciate myself even more 
So you don't want to compromise any longer. The thing is, before making that list, I didn't even know I'm compromising. That's the whole thing. It's actually also the awareness of this. You know, many times I think we just uh, have those relationships. Uh, I had relationships. First of all, I realized that all my life I was in some sort of a relationship. So I never had like really a break. And second of all, it was just like sliding from a relationship to a relationship. They were long relationships. So it's not like I had a lot, but they usually are long stories. And uh, I never really had the time to understand myself and what I want. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think this is the beauty of this exercise, that it's pretty universal. Yeah. So no matter if you are coming from a point where you are getting into potentially wrong relationships even though you could get some signs that it's not the right relationship for you but you were overlooking mm -hmm. or if maybe you were in a right relationship and you are concentrating on the scarcity instead of abundance or in whatever kind of setup you are this exercise is really good for any type of setup any type of a person, any type of issues that potentially can present themselves in a relationship. This exercise just really shows you who you are and what you want. So Alice, I, we really hope that you will, you will take some time and uh, try with this exercise. And we really hope to hear from you and we would like to encourage everyone who has either doubts or issues or is single or whatever to try this exercise. It's really fantastic. Thank you very much and you will hear us next Tuesday. Bye. Bye bye. That's all folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com. And remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday. Next week's challenge is quite controversial. We will be talking about sugar dating and the most important aspect of it, which is how to recognize if sugar dating is something good or bad for you. So if you want to find out which five options we have prepared for Maddie, well, then you have to join us next Tuesday. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!